Welcome to Entrepreneurhood, where we break entrepreneurship down into three simple pillars, business, lifestyle, and motivation. Our goal is to use our personal experiences as industry leaders to guide and inspire young entrepreneurs to see the lesson in every challenge, because we understand that companies don't succeed, people do. Now, welcome the leaders of entrepreneurhood, Lakeham and KB. Welcome to the neighborhood. You got your boy, Lay Kim, in the building, and I got my brother, KB, in the building with me. We're on episode 28, and we decided to name this one, Consistency Always Wins. And KB and I understand that one of the main ingredients to success is understanding the importance of consistency. So KB, he found a really cool quote that a lot of entrepreneurs is going to be able to connect with. And then he's also going to let y'all know why we decided to choose this topic. So KB, what's the quote of the day? Today's quote is, you're focused on the outcome rather than the process. It simply means that you guys have to understand that the struggles that comes with being successful is not just the end goal of being rich and happy and free. In order to get that, you're going to have to go through some struggles, you're going to go through some tests and some trials. But a lot of people ain't willing to do that. And that's how entrepreneurship weeds out the weak and the unfit. Yeah, bro. And it's such a needy ingredient for success is to be consistent. And it's one of the hardest things to do because it's easy to fall off. As entrepreneurs, sometimes we expect people to support us instantly after a day or a couple months of starting our new company. However, in order to gain traction, we sometimes forget that the recognition is earned from the daily grind of building our brands. See, you said a key word, man. You said earned. And I think getting into entrepreneurship, building a a new brand, rolling out a new product, you got to earn that respect from the people you're trying to market to. Because if they don't respect it or they don't understand it, chances are they're not going to support it. Facts. One IG post is not going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they got to bring a lot more than that, man, for real. So let's get into the uh, other problems real quick. The first problem is that I already told people about my company. They should already know. (laughs) I wish it was that easy, man. (laughs) Yes, you told people. That's a great thing you did. But 10 other people started a new business as well. Out of those 10 other people, three of them probably in the same industry as you. You have to stand out and be different, but also be consistent. I think the big issue with this is a lot of people, they expect they expect other people world to stop because they did something new. And that's not how this world operates, man. Like the minute you're out of sight, you're out of mind. And that's why consistency is going to play such a huge role in creating a brand that people want to support. Why do you think certain entrepreneurs have that entitlement when they start a new business? I think the biggest thing of like entitlement is just because they have the ego behind them that makes them feel like they deserve things. And bro, like you said, man, in the beginning, nothing is given. Everything is earned. Just like what LeBron be saying, man, you can't expect nothing to be given to you. And in entrepreneurship, it's the same. Business is a sport. You hit it right in the nose with ego where we just feel like as if we did something, everybody should be paying attention and looking at us. And it's not always like that. Like people want to see grind and they want to respect your grind. And then that's what make them fall in love with your brand. 
Yeah, and it's funny, bro. It's, it makes me think of what Coach Mack would always say when we used to play basketball. And again, I know I said this in a previous episode, but Coach Mack would be like, bro, your game ain't nice like that. Like, you're not that nice. And sometimes I feel like you need someone to bring you back to reality. That's what business generally does. If you tell someone something one time and you think that they're going to remember it, man, you're going to have a harsh reality check. Yeah, especially if your target market is millennials. (laughs) (laughs) The second problem we have, I don't want to promote my business too much and seem annoying. It's the complete opposite in business, man. Like, again, I believe out of sight, out of mind, but there's a right way to go about it and a wrong way to go about it. Facts. See, no one's spamming pages or emails. I get that. But at the end of the day, we got to look at what is really spam. Spam is irrelevant or inappropriate information to a large number of people who basically don't care about what you're saying. (laughs) So... If you have a target market and a focus group, then it's not going to be spam to them. They're going to find value in it if you're giving them great content. And I think that has to be the switch on it. We have to realize, yo, I'm actually giving out great content. I'm not just, you know, sending it to random people and just have a, you know, strategic or focus point. Yeah. I think as entrepreneurs, if we understand the the right way to connect with our target audience, it won't come off spammy because there's different angles we could take. So. I definitely got an experience that I think entrepreneurs is going to be able to connect with on this one. The third problem we got, I can't wait. I want success now. (laughs) Yo, bro, that makes me think of that commercial where they say it's my money (laughs) and and I I need need it now. (laughs) And I wish life was like that, man, but it's the complete opposite of what we want. Because generally the things we want now, we're generally not ready for. But you can't tell that to a person in the moment. You tell someone in the moment that they're not ready for it, they're going to try to fight you. Because they're like, you crazy. I know I'm ready, but they really not. Yeah, most entrepreneurs and people in general, they want what they're not ready for. And obviously we all want to be successful. But you have to go through some failures in order to do that. How are you going to respond from that first failure, that first punch in the mouth is going to predict how, you know, your life and your journey is going to go. So I think uh, Mike Tyson said it, everybody's tough until they get punched in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so when you get that first hit or that first uncontrollable value coming your way, how you respond is going to help dictate your journey. So if, you know, you're weeping and crying, you're holding your face and you're not trying to fight back, at least dodge the next one. <laughs> You're going to have a tough entrepreneurhood. Yeah, bro. And I think that's one of the big things that I I truly believe in. Like as an entrepreneur, you're not really in the game until you're able to rebound from a loss. And if you can't recover from a loss, man, you're not built for this. They put it in practical perspective. If you crying about losing $100, $500, how are you going to be a big time multimillionaire, billionaire where you lose $20 million in one day? How are you going to respond then? And there's certain, you know, questions you got to ask yourself because all these, you know, successful people, they lose large amounts of money. They make large amounts of money, but they lose as well. But that doesn't stop them. They're consistent in their, their system. They, they're consistent with their teams. And if you can't be little, be strong with a little faith, <laughs> then you can't be big time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, bro. I feel like entrepreneurship, it builds character. And that's why we really believe consistency always wins because this game is a, it's a game of marathons, not sprints. I think our entrepreneurs, they ready to hear some of the experiences because, man, when it comes to being consistent, it's so easy to do it, but then it's so easy not to. Let's jump into some of our experiences. So the first experience we have is I already told people about my company and they should already know. And check this out. So this is my experience. I remember, bro, in 2015 when I was a new entrepreneur, I had a business partner and I remember we both used to run our meetings together and stuff like that. I thought everyone knew that I was the business partner. So I thought we was like even playing field. And then what hit me and what like messed up my ego was when after I finished running the meeting, I think a young lady came up to me and then she was like, man, that was a good meeting. Uh, you were on a good meeting for being an assistant manager. <laughs> and I said, what? Assi assistant who? As a new entrepreneur, your title means everything to you. So for someone to like not know that I was the, the boss, like that I earned my title and she viewed me as an assistant manager, man. I was like, yo assistant manager. I, I lost it, bro. I felt like she, she didn't mean nothing bad about it. But to me, I felt like she, she just stabbed me in the heart. And I think it, it also comes from me just thinking everybody knew because I was running meetings and I was making announcements and stuff. But again, I said it one time and I just, I thought everyone knew. You should put some respect on my name. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they did again. And that's why I think our entrepreneurs, they mess up with this, man, because I thought I had it like that. I thought I was nice like that. As a new entrepreneur, man, like I felt like I should have made that more clear. So I messed up on that one. When you told her, what did she say exactly? So when I said, no, I'm a business partner. I'm one of the managers that I pay half the rent. Like I paid my bills too. And it's just, oh, it's, I didn't know that. You seem younger and the guy who was like my business partner, he was an older white man, like stereotypical. You see a black man working for a white man. So she just thought that I was the help. And I'm like, I'm not the help. I'm the brains. I'm the operation. And I think that was one thing that I had to make super clear that I'm not the help. I'm my own boss. That's definitely a different type of experience when, you know, your name's on front, you know, of the building and they think you assisted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a humbling experience whoa hold on you handled it the right way though i definitely commend you for that because i would have been like what i'm about to stop this whole meeting <laughs> everybody <laughs> everybody write my name down 10 times <laughs> yeah bro like it's just like entrepreneurship was so new like i never fired anybody at that point if someone did sound like that to me now they fired on the spot bro on the spot no hesitation that's what I'm talking about. Put your foot down. <laughs> In my experience, it's funny because when you, you start off, your ego is high. So I used to do events as well along with my training. And I just figured if I post something and I tag you on the picture, that you're actually going to read the caption. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that wasn't the case. So people used to see the things I was doing. I was doing like a sporting event or a fitness event. They would still text me and say, yo, what is this about? I'm like, 
I really wrote a caption and I tagged you on a picture. I used to tag people when I used to do events, like, so they can purposely see it. And they still didn't read it. That still didn't catch them to read it. And I used to get so frustrated, yo, I feel like I'm wasting my time. And (laughs) I put all this effort to have my grammar right, everything, and make sure, you know, everything is suited. And these people are not even reading. Like, I don't, I shouldn't have to do this. And I had to realize, one, you know, where I was at. And then two, realizing my audience, who I'm talking to, and understand that this is a part of the game. So let me figure out a different way where I want to spend so much energy on one thing, even if I know they're going to come to me, then let me make some changes. But it was rough because I just thought, yo, I don't want to talk to nobody, whoever shows up. (laughs) And what, so this was the early stages of entrepreneurship for you. This was like, what, you was what, 2020, 21? Like, what what is you at this point? 20, 21, 22. Oh, so you was brand new in the game. Yeah, I was brand new, but I was still KB. I was still, (laughs) (laughs) I was was still that guy, you feel me? So that's why I was like, yo, I know you. Cause you always ask me about other things that I'm doing and always like, yo, when you have a next event, it, but people just didn't read emails. They didn't read my newsletters as much until I being consistent with it. So once I started being consistent with it, they're like, Oh, I'm looking forward to it now. But it was a lot of times where people just, you know, blowing smoke. My dream was going to the spam folder. <laughs> <laughs> so they used to, they used to rub my feathers up a little bit and they'll hit me after. Oh, why you ain't tell me about it? Nah, and that's, that's getting me so tight. As I got, you know, more experience, I started, you know, canceling people out. And <laughs> <laughs> make them want to be a part of it. That exclusivity. And so I got, all right, bet. I got a question with that. Why do you think when it comes to being consistent, it's important to say something more than one or two times? As a human nature that we don't get things the first time or the second or the third, it's going to take us at least about eight times to really get something. And it's sad when it's put out in that form, but you got to look at it. Like how many times your mother told you to do something and you didn't do it? How many, times your, girl- <laughs> <laughs> how many times your girl told you about what she wanted and you just blowing smoke? Because we know we're not really fully engaged when people are talking in the first initial conversation, it's going to take us being repeated over and over. So even when it comes to working out, I have to repeat myself so many times where I had to check my ego at the door. Yo, I just told you this. I showed you it. And you still don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) So like now I understand, yo, it's a part of the process where people have to program themselves. It's a lot of elements with this exercise. I get that. And some people just never worked out in a day in their life. So I have to break it down in smaller increments. And it made me better because I feel like I joke with my clients, but I was like, yo, by showing y'all, I know I can train kids. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you, you relate your clients to kids? Sometimes they go over their head and they just laugh about it. Other times they'd be offended. <laughs> <laughs> what I realized, very similar to training people, it's the same when I train and I'm giving sales training and, and leadership training and just mentorship. Very similar to what you said, man. I feel like when it comes to coaching and, and giving people instruction and direction, it really takes anywhere from four to eight times of a person hearing the same thing before it actually clicks. Because it's just like this, KB. Is Have you ever heard of a song that you hated it when it first came out 
And then after the third, the fourth, or the fifth time, and you're like, yo, that song ain't that bad. It's catchy. Have you experienced that before? Definitely. I actually didn't like Meek when he first came out. You ain't like Meek Bills? Nah, I didn't. And Facebook remind me of that too. <laughs> <laughs> because Meek was always screaming and I just felt like he was I heard my ears. <laughs> but then I realized why he was screaming and I realized he was screaming, this is pretty cool. And I just started screaming with him. <laughs> <laughs> Wait up hold a minute. <laughs> what I like about Meek too is one of the main things of why he gets in his zone like that is he was just turning his pain into his passion. He'd been through a lot and he's very vocal and he feels that it's important for him to yell on the mic because he wants to get his point across. Everybody got their own way of delivering their, their material, but look. He's consistent too. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about his rolly, or we're talking <laughs> about being in the race. <laughs> and he got it. He, it. he talked about it so much that it came, I mean, he manifested it. Yo, straight up. And then it's kind of like when it comes to being consistent, I think, and I'm, I'm going to take this way back because my music taste is like um, from the early 2000s. This make me think of Mike Jones. Yo, I love his marketing tactics. Mike Jones is the genius. He's a genius in his approach because, and this may sound funny. I know people like, yo, late tripping, but no, seriously, Mike Jones his approach of how he made sure every single person who listened to his music knows his name and knows his number. I've never seen another artist do that. He's a nobody now, but in his five minutes of fame, everybody knew about him. Yeah, he still got the same number too. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you said it actually was on his page like last week. <laughs> you see, he's still relevant, bro. Still relevant. Consistency always wins. <laughs> Yo, I'm telling you, and that's what we want the listeners to understand is there's a lot of different ways of how to be consistent, but you can't say something one time and expect someone to automatically remember it. There's a lot of different ways. So just remember, man, like if you're trying to communicate something, you're trying to instruct someone or give them feedback, you got to say it four to eight times just for it to click once. I definitely agree, bro. Let's get into the second experience about, I don't want to promote my business too much and seem annoying. Now, it's a little similar to the first, but different. Because for me personally, I never wanted to be the annoying party promoter that's sending out you know, flyers every week on WhatsApp, on Facebook, all those different things. I didn't want, never want to be the thirsty trainer to see every time somebody's working out, you should train with me. And I'm like, I can't let myself be that type of person. So I had to figure out something different and really attach my creativity to my target market. You can be successful by sending out messages to the right focus group. And I think by you having the right target market in a small niche, it makes it much easier for the people to receive that information. If you're just going to send one message to the whole world, it's spin. <laughs> yeah. 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 Your success rate is going to be very low because you're not hitting the people that you're supposed to hit. Well, I learned that, I used to see people do all the time with Snap. They used to take advantage of the Snap feature where you just go down the line, just check every box. And it's like, when I came down to actually doing something, I wanted to intentionally hit people up. And I want to have my own list of people that I wanted to hit. So they know, all right, KB hit me up. It's something important. It's not just he trying to sell me something all the time. Yeah. With your approach, right? You got like 
lot of different Instagram pages. You got the real estate, you got the team KB, and then you got your personal. So how do you balance with how you posting things and making sure that you connect them with your audience without overwhelming them or making it seem as overkill? Well, based on whatever page it is, I always try to focus on that type of content. So being that my main page, KB the Trainer, I had it from the jump. It's like the umbrella of everything. And, but I also have snippets of entrepreneurhood, snippets of feeding the city, all those different things. But I know that's where everybody knows me from. And I just make sure that I speak to that audience based on what I'm posting. And I'm real technical about the timing that I'm posting and also the, the language that I use based on a particular post. So if I'm talking about fitness, I'm really catering towards women because that's who I train is women. So I'm going to be using terms that relate to them. But if I'm talking about entrepreneurhood, it's a little bit different far as it was more business, more different type of lingo. Yeah. So it's all about being strategic, especially when you do multiple things. You got to be strategic. And you just can't talk to everybody the same way. That's the thing about being a leader is like you got to be able to season your language. Now, what's the wrong way to go about it? If you wasn't KB the trainer or some just from your experience of like when people have that spammy approach, what kind of advice would you tell that person or what would you tell them like, yo, stop doing this? Stop DMing everybody and their mother and <laughs> tell them about your business. Tell them about your skincare line, your t-shirt line. Everybody's not going to buy that. Stop. <laughs> like, at least have a strategy to the people that you're sending your information out to. Like, you talk, you tell me about a daycare. I don't got no kids. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, that doesn't even make any sense. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you have to have put in some footwork and really be strategic about the people that you're going to attack and how you're going to attack. And, and timing is everything. I've definitely picked that up from you on like the timing of when you post things and just when you deliver it. Because I think sometimes when it comes to rolling out something new, you got to know how to build the anticipation for it. I think you've definitely perfected that over the last few years of rolling new products or new merch out because I feel like you build the anticipation. So when you build that, I feel like people, they look forward to you letting them know what's next. And by that happening, it opens up the floodgates of what's KB doing next. You kind of like uh, Kevin Hart, bro, the what's next tour. And I think that's how by you having these different angles that you could connect with people, it makes people want to know what you're doing versus, oh man, KB is going to be hitting me up about this or KB is forcing me to work out. That's not your approach. I appreciate that, man. The way I look at it is the famous I guess, proverb is the right hand never know what the left hand is doing. Mm -hmm. And that's always been my thing far as in always having something out of the bag. Also, you know, leading people to where I want them to see. Because if I'm doing so many different things, I want them to be focused on a certain particular subject at a certain point in time. And then I drop whatever I'm pulling out. That's a, a great way to do it because it's like watching a movie. If they show you everything in the trailer, then you don't want to see it no more. And me personally, I hate watching trailers because I'll be trying to guess every scene now and what's the synopsis of the whole story. So I feel like when it comes to my business and being strategic, I can't let you see everything, but I'm just going to guide you in the right steps to like, yo, I really want to check this out. I really want to see what he got up his sleeve. And when they found out that it's actually good, they share with other people. And I think that's a cool approach because, again, anticipation, it increased curiosity. So for me, when it came to not want to promote my business too much and, and like seem 
and being annoying about it was for me, bro, like when I became my own boss at the age of 22 and I was the CEO of my company, that was my dream. So for me, any opportunity I had to take a picture of my plaque that said Lake Kim James president, I was taking a picture. I was posting that. I probably did overkill, but it was just because of something that I was really passionate and proud about. And over time, I started to realize that there's nothing wrong with that. I just got to show different angles because by people seeing what I'm doing, some people are proud. Some people, they're like, they have a little bit of hate. Overall, I feel like I just wanted to show the world. And I really didn't care if they felt like I was spammy or not. It was just something that I was truly proud of an accomplishment that I've dreamed about since a kid. By you saying that, it, it reminds me of different Facebook posts that I've seen in the last two months or so. I know I was proud of you being my boy for so long and seeing that you being CEO. And I remember I reposted that. And then you put another picture with your Papa John shirt. <laughs> and then you put another picture with your suit in the corner office. And I reposted that. And it's like, by you giving those different angles and different perspectives, it helps paint a picture for your story. That was definitely something great. I don't know if you intentionally did that, but it was dope because I felt like I'm a part of the process and I'm seeing you along your journey. You got to be creative with it. And then that's when you don't seem spammy. Yeah. And I feel like there's nothing wrong with being passionate about something and sharing it with the world. I think you and me, KB, we was talking about it. The big issue that a lot of entrepreneurs do is they don't talk to nobody for like years or months. And then as soon as they start this new company, they start, they got a new product or something that they need to give to the world. Now they hitting everybody up. Now they sending you DMs and and they're not even trying to engage. They're just trying to get you to spend money. And that's when you're spammy and people generally don't support that. Yeah, because it's not genuine. Because most times entrepreneurs, we get in our creative zone. We go in this little cave and we come out with something, the world's best idea, which is true because it's something new. But at the same time, if that time span, if you're not connected with people at all, it's going to be very much harder to try to build that rapport with them. And because they're just going to look at you like, oh, you're just trying to sell me. Like, that's all he really trying to do. He don't really care about me. When I was working for Cutco, I'm sorry, but Cutco, I learned so much of what to do and what not to do. <laughs> they would tell me. Call everybody in your phone book right now and tell them that you just got a new job and you're trying to hit these goals and you're trying to save money for college or whatever. I was calling people that I haven't spoke to in five or six years and they were so excited to talk to me like, oh, hey, what's up, Caleb? Da, da, da. And I'm like, um, so are you available on Tuesday or Thursday? <laughs> <laughs> I just felt this is wrong. I want to make money, but I don't want to do it this way. And I think we have to understand we can't have that approach if we're trying to be entrepreneurs because relationships is how we build. The taking the certain steps and being consistent with our, with our community, with our people, with our friends and our family, that's just going to help us grow our brand, not just trying to give people to buy something right now. Yeah, because what I learned about entrepreneurship and business is like what you just said, relationships is everything. And bro, you could screw someone over one time that's it. You're not going to prop that person. If they're smart, they won't allow you to screw them over the second time. So yeah, you could burn a lot of bridges one time and then just never have those connections again. Or you could come off and be genuine and have a right approach. 
So then that way you have longevity. And like what we said in some of the previous episodes, have those reoccurring customers or just the reoccurring support. Because again, just if a person doesn't support you in that current lane that you're in now, doesn't mean they won't support you in something else. But if that relationship is there, then yo, you in the game. So that's why we want our entrepreneurs to understand being consistent with your delivery, your approach, your image, and your relationships. People, they don't forget that. So that's a big part of business. You always learn with that. For the third experience, I can't wait. I want it now. <laughs> I can't wait. I want success now. Boy, oh boy. Self-awareness was the big thing that helped me fix this problem. I always question what if XYZ happened then what would I do? And by me questioning myself, it made me realize, yo, I'm not really ready yet because I don't even have the answers. I want these new things. For example, when I first started training, I was like, yo, I want to get a gym. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I'm like, yo, I always should train outside with a yoga mat. I don't even know how to use machines. (laughs) (laughs) What do I need a gym right now for? Let me understand my system and how I could really, you know, change somebody's body. In the beginning, you think about all these big, bright ideas, you know, it's just natural as an entrepreneur, as a human being. But when you really, you know, scale it and break it down, hold on, I don't know how to do this yet, which is fine, but you gotta understand there's certain steps that you need to take. When I asked myself these certain questions, if I couldn't find a clear answer, I just knew I wasn't ready yet. So getting everything right now sounds good until you actually get to the nitty gritty details. I think that's a great example because when in business, everybody wants success now. Like I said, just what I think of earlier is like that commercial is my money and I need it now. Everybody think they need something in the moment. So my experience uh, breaks down this is in the beginning stages of business, I told myself in my first year of running my company that I was going to open up three locations in my first year. That was me dreaming big, being super ambitious. But KB, like my first week in business, I didn't know how to run payroll. So (laughs) how how am I projecting myself to open up three locations and I couldn't even run payroll myself? To me, that's blasphemy. That's crazy. And I'm grateful that I didn't open up those locations how I wanted to. Because guess what would have happened is I had no systems. I had no structure. And... I was just, I was very bad at planning. All I would have done if I actually hit those goals was set everybody up for failure. For our entrepreneurs that's listening that feels like they want success now, sometimes you are where you are because of who you are. And I think there's more to the story. There's more to the journey that they got to keep learning before you get to your next chapter. I always looked at it as if I didn't know the answers to meet the questions that I need to ask myself, then that means I need to one, learn more or experience more in order to get to that next level. And for example, like for what you just said, say if you did get success instantly, you open up those three locations, it would have been fake success. You wouldn't know how to maintain those locations. And I think entrepreneurs, we experience the fake success. So we see people with fake success. We're like, yo, we want this because they did it in 60 days, 90 days. But when they fall off the map, you don't hear about them. And then you were like, yo, what happened? It's because they didn't really know what they were doing. They just was getting lucky and point opportunity. But if it's like you have the opportunity, you don't learn from it, then what good is it? You, you've been at the top for a day or two. <laughs> yeah. And again, in the game of business, we, we always say this, it's a marathon. And 
I feel like when we get in the stage of comparison, I can't keep, you know, stressing this enough, but there's certain people that I was comparing myself to in the beginning stages of entrepreneurship that two years later was no longer in the game. Then I had to like look myself in the mirror and yo, like Kim, the root of all unhappiness is comparison. Until this day, I still remind myself that because it's so easy to compare yourself. When you like look into the future and you look into the next four to five to 10 years, you make different decisions. So don't try to get success before you're ready for it. Because what happens is if your talent takes you to a place that your character can't handle, you're going to lose it. And there's no longevity in that. Yo, it's crazy. I really, as a realtor, well, as a real estate agent, before I became a realtor, I told myself, I'm going to sell two houses in my first month. <laughs> I didn't sell my first house until six, seven months later. <laughs> it was so crazy. Cause I didn't even know how to even put in like an offer. I didn't even know how to really even know anything about houses yet. I was just like, yo, I'm competitive. I know business. I'm just use whatever I have and I'm going to do it. I had a, a high expectations for myself. And then when I didn't hit that, I became discouraged and I wanted to quit. And instead, I should have just approached it like, yo, I want to learn as much as possible. I want to experience it. I want to be around it. I want to be in the field. And then I want to make X amount of dollars based on what I'll know. And I think we jump the gun sometimes where we just see, you know, dollar signs and opportunity. We don't see substance and depth and consistency. And I think that's one of the big things where, where people fall off at. Yeah. And for our entrepreneurs, man, they got to understand consistency always wins, really always does. The game of business, man, is similar to playing chess. You got to always be thinking of the next move, but always continue to thrive. Don't just get discouraged because of one move or one bad situation. Let's jump into the solutions, man. I think I want our entrepreneurs to know that if you're consistent, You'll win long-term, and we got some takeaways that we think that definitely help them stay consistent. So for the first problem, I already told people about my company. They sure already know. My takeaway for that is let go your ego, bro, and build genuine relations with people. One post, one text, one email is not going to stamp your business. Building an audience and staying consistent and feeding that particular community with nonstop value is going to help you. From there, you build rapport and relationships. You tap into their wants and their needs. And then your brand will, will flourish because of the word of mouth. And remember, branding is what people say when you're not in the room. Absolutely. That's a very clear and concise takeaway. And for me, um, very similar to what we said earlier in the episode, in order to strike an impact with people, you got to be willing to say and repeat what you're doing four to eight times. Remember in business, it's similar to that song that you hated when you first heard it, and then you listen to it four, five, six, seven, eight times, and then out of nowhere, that's now your new favorite song, and you hated it at first. It's very similar to business. When it comes to coaching, branding, promoting, you got to say it a minimum of four to eight times, and then from there, that's when people are going to be like, oh, this person's consistent. Oh, they plan to be here for a while okay, now they got my attention. For the second problem, for people that, you know, are in fear of posting too much because they don't want to seem like spam, my takeaway is post shareable content, meaning be creative and strike people with the emotions so they can talk about you. I like that. 
In my opinion, these are the best five ways that people engage with you. Humor them, educate them, inspire them, question them, and give them your truth. If you stay on top of these elements for your niche, then no one think it's spam or it's too much. They'll be fully engaged. Yo, you got to say that one more time. What's the five aspects that they use? Humor them, educate them, inspire them, question them, and give them your truth. One of the things that I like about that is that's the same thing that I was going to say because you put me on to that when I first got back on the social media. And I was just always stuck in one dimension, only one approach. And you was like, yo, Lay, what you got to do is you got to show them all different sides of who you are. So then that way you give people something to talk about. Also, what I realized in business was like, yo, if I only show business, I'm losing out on the people that knew me for playing basketball. I'm losing out on the people that knew me for just hanging out, just knowing the competitive side of me. Once I start understanding that, I'm like, yo, the way that you don't come off spammy is you take different angles. You show them different lights of what you want them to remember you for. There's nothing wrong with our entrepreneurs and sharing and promoting something that you're passionate about, but just make sure that's not the only thing you're showing. Show them different angles so they have different ways to connect with you, and then it's going to open up the gate to more business as long as you're consistent. For the third problem, I can't wait. I want success now. My takeaway for those people is give yourself an interview. Ask yourself all the questions about the things that you desire. And really be true with yourself and say, am I ready? What's the next step? Or what do I actually need to do for to accomplish this goal? When you have that uncomfortable conversation, you show vulnerability, then it would humble you. Because we all want success. We all want it now, but we all not prepared for it. We haven't been through enough. We haven't experienced enough. We haven't talked to enough people. We haven't helped enough people in order to you know, have this particular stature. So it's like success is about experiencing and sharing and helping others along the way and making some money on top. <laughs> That's what it's about. You just can't skip all that and make the money. You got to take some steps back and really get to know yourself more. Yeah, and I think like when it comes to wanting something now, man, you got to be patient. You got to play the patient game in, in business, man. Because again, what I said earlier in the episode, man, like if you don't have it, then that means it's not, you're not ready for it yet. There's certain things that you should be grateful that you don't get some of the things when you say you want it. Because if a lot of us entrepreneurs got the things that we wanted when we said we were going to get them, it would be a dangerous world. We'll be super unhappy because the worst thing is like becoming successful and then going back to being a nobody like that hurts. I think for our entrepreneurs, you don't want to get that success and then go back to being broke or not being relevant. So I think appreciate each step of the journey for entrepreneurship because you're going to continue to take those baby steps forward. And when you get the success, when you're ready for it, no one could take it away from you because you got too much momentum on your side. Exactly. Momentum is key. My final takeaway is consistency, it always wins. We're going to say it again because we want to be consistent so you guys can understand. On the real, the only way I build my brand and my business the way it is, people tell me this is that, okay, you always been consistent. You didn't give up on this. I always see you either posting, I always see you doing stuff. 
always see you helping people. That's one thing I respect about you. That right there is indescribable. I can't really measure that on a scale. But when people tell me that, I know that this is something that works. And this is why we wanted to have this episode to let entrepreneurs that being consistent works. So if you might not make money your first year, your third year, second year, your fourth year, but that fifth and sixth, something's going to click. Yep. I'm telling you, like I, I've been in debt for a long time, a period of my life. But being, <laughs> it's indescribable being free. We have more than enough money after your bills. And then you can make your monthly bills in one week. You know what I'm saying? That's a different type of, you can take your mind. But that all comes from the baby steps and the failures and things that we don't feel like doing. It doesn't come from, I, I want it now. I posted one time, people should be pouring into my business. No, it comes from being consistent and staying on top of your brand day in and day out when you don't even feel like it. Yeah, bro. And here's my last thing, because I definitely agree with that. The only talent that I have as an entrepreneur is that I didn't give up. And I think for our entrepreneurs, man, the only way you lose is when you stop trying. So my final takeaway for all my entrepreneurs is this. I'm going to leave you guys with a quote. If you're persistent, you will get it. If you are consistent, you'll keep it. And that's why KB and I believe consistency always wins. Entrepreneurhood. Anyone can start, but only champions finish. Now that you've completed this episode, you're ready to continue your journey by connecting directly with our hosts of Entrepreneurhood. Follow us on Instagram at The Entrepreneurhood to stay updated with the community. For each episode, the first set of listeners to tag us on Instagram and leave a five-star review will be entered into a drawing to get a free one-on-one coaching session on the topic of entrepreneurship with our hosts. Remember, there is no shame in struggling because we fail, we grow, and we win right here on Entrepreneurhood.